While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. podcast number 339 uh if you are brand new to the show welcome to it my name is ryan i'm a teacher a coach instructional coach do a bunch of stuff in my building and i run this podcast for the sake of talking about the stuff that can be frustrating fun enlightening whatever it might be in the world of teaching um i want to give a big before i forget i'll be remiss if i didn't mention uh, james lish cindy melinda leo leslie sabrina and Adam. Those are our current Patreon members who are going above and beyond to support the show. Uh, if you want to join those awesome people, just go to patreon.com slash classroombrew. Uh, this is now the... Wow, it's already February. By the time the episode comes out, it's February 1st. And that means we are, what, three, four weeks, four or five, I don't know, however many weeks into the new semester, depending on when your school does that. And I just saw one student for the first time since November. So that's been interesting uh, with the truancy that we're dealing with, the chronic absenteeism, for those of you who aren't uh, into that, that lingo, if you're non-teacher folks. Uh, anyway, so um, it's been a fun week for me because we started track a couple weeks ago. So I'm officially back in coaching mode. And it's the first time I've been in coaching mode since... Uh, over a but a little less than a year ago, because I no longer do fall sports. This was my first school year not doing a fall sport, and it was awesome to go home at a normal time. And um, honestly, doing doing a sport that doesn't require a full summer of work plus the fall plus springtime when you're doing prep work, because the sport of football takes a lot of additional coaching and onboarding and training and specialization. It, there's a lot. So it's been nice that, you know, I make my own schedule with coaching right now. Um, I'm a big uh, Google Calendar person. So making the, the practice and track meet uh, schedule, uh, everything is on calendar. So if I have to make a change, I got the kids subscribed to it. So I can just, as needed, update them there as opposed to trying to track everybody down as if it were the Stone Age. Um, but I bring all this up because it's been nice getting back into the coaching swing, but also knowing that there is a nice and relatively uh, close end date versus in the past, I had been pretty much coaching year-round between fall, winter, spring, and then back to fall again. Um, and, and summer, sorry, I forgot summer too, because summer you were still coaching to prepare for the spring uh, season. But this is nice. And having a couple kids who maybe have me as their uh, as a student, I am their teacher. It's always nice when they see you in that other capacity. As a football coach, very intense. So there's a bit of that reputation. Um, even for kids that didn't have me as their football coach, because I retired at the end of last season from, from coaching football, 
And there were athletes from this season of football that I did not coach in. Uh, talking about, oh, you know, you know Mr. F as a, as a coach, as Coach F. It, a whole different story, but they have no, <laughs> no experience to stand on. But the, the coaching style I have for, for track is way more laid back. And I think that's been nice for kids to realize that that's what the case is. Uh, it's also been nice because I had one student who has kind of been teetering on engaged versus a bit disruptive and sometimes disrespectful. It just kind of depends on what happened, you know, in her morning classes. But she shows up for track uh, today, the day I'm recording this. She shows up for track and it was really nice, especially in a school where a lot of the kids aren't very active. There isn't much that, you know, our, our gym teaching staff can do, unfortunately. Um, or even just some kids that don't show up in time for their gym class. Uh, but there's so little activity and, and physical movement and stuff that I actually see a smile on this student's face for the first time in a long time. Uh, she started off great, dropped off a little bit, has had some issues with everybody, uh, myself included. And uh, the last couple of days in the classroom, it was a chance to kind of reconnect with the student. Uh, and then having the student at track, and literally as she's like doing warm-ups and, and running around, is smiling. It was kind of nice. It was a nice, a nice pick-me-up. It kind of, honestly, it, it not kind of, it 100% gave me more energy to coach for the rest of that practice. Not that I wasn't giving it, you know, a good effort, but at the end of a long teaching day, it was also a bit of a demoralizing day, year so far, but the day especially a bit demoralizing from a few things. Um, but it gave me a boost, which was nice. I say it was a bit demoralizing because, uh, well, one, we are just coming off the heels, and some of you guys may have experienced this in your school, where someone who is not a teacher and is more of a part-time staff member but isn't staff but comes in on a regular basis, if you you know get where I'm going at with like partnership type stuff. Um, and I hear from students and from staff that this particular person who's supposed to be supporting, you know, the social emotional learning of students and making sure that they can be successful in school because it is school, uh, a place of academics, uh, supporting them to make sure they can succeed and, and do well and cope and be happy and healthy in a perfect world. Uh, this person apparently was disparaging teachers, claiming that they just don't understand at all. Only she can understand them. And if it wasn't for her, the kids wouldn't even be able to, to function to the level that they do in the classroom. We owe her all the success in our building. Now, on top of the obvious issues, disparaging the teachers in the hallway where students can hear it is a bit of a no-no. Not in my district. No one gives a shit to like call people out on that. But for me as a teacher, that's a big no-no. Um, Especially because we're, I mean, so we got our data back. I don't know if you guys do the STAR 360 assessment. It's not a perfect assessment, but for us, we do uh, reading and math. And we just got our middle of year MOI data back uh, like a few days ago. I just saw it today. And most of our school, like grades 9 through 12, 
almost across the board, I would say if I had to guess or put a percentage on it, probably 85% of our entire student population regressed. You heard me right. Regressed. I think like, uh, so I teach sophomores. I think I saw the average reading level of my honors group, and you're about to hear this right, is about a fourth grade, fifth grade level. Average. Plenty above, plenty below, uh, but about fourth, fifth, maybe it was six. I can't remember off the top of my head. But the average now, based off of middle of year data, is more like third or fourth, which is really, and I don't know if the test is harder. I don't know if they just really didn't care. I don't know. There's a number of different factors, but it's not surprising considering when I look at my grade book and I see my class averages, or even Forget the numbers. When I just see the number of times I see the words missing, and this dates back to semester one as well, they are staggering. They are alarming. Dare I say, they are life-altering when you see them. Uh, Most of the kids aren't showing up. They aren't doing any work. We have way less safety concerns this year. We have way less issues of disrespect from students. But this is one of the worst years I think that I've worked at the school that I uh, am I'm working at. And I've been there for seven years. So for some people, that's a long time. Others, not so much. It, it's all relative, of course. Um, but I would, I would venture to say, I can't even guess. I, I'm, I'm saying it's probably the worst year at this school since I've been there. The first year was probably what I thought was the worst because of all the safety concerns that, you know, and the bad habits that our kids had. But there are so many, and I heard a few kids saying that, you know, their bad habits are because of the pandemic and all that. I'm sick of hearing it. I just am. Uh, Moreover, too, so some of us have, as Peter and I mentioned in the last episode, I believe he'll be back next episode, by the way. uh, We are some of the few in our building that actually promote rigor and like, we call it uh, productive struggle productively struggling through something to learn how to then problem solve that in the future. Uh, cheers, by the way. And um, <clears throat> for a while there, <clears throat> I know in, in my department, the social studies department, we are one of the, uh, we are the strongest in my opinion, because across the board, all four of us who teach, um, you know, curriculum, instruction, assessment, all aligned, all standards based, all, you know, vertically aligned to each other, relatively in sync. We collaborate either in person or digitally. Uh, It it feels good. And there was a period of time there where I was thinking, you know, this thing's turning around. The school, you know, we, when I first got there, I didn't fully know a lot of the, the, I didn't know the lay of the land in terms of like instructional quality. As you get more established, you learn a lot. You learn where the skeletons are. (laughs) You know what really is going on. Um, internal, external systems, all that kind of stuff at a school. And it was very obvious when I started to get that perspective that there are a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, in the district at my school who don't really do their job. And there's very little accountability for whatever reason because of how the whole system's built. Uh, I can't even say like, don't hate the player, hate the game, because I kind of hate the player and the game. but. Um, all this to say is that we have this data showing that we're regressing. And those of us who are really trying and giving our, our best effort, 
are truly being undermined by those who are not. And when I say those, I mean staff who aren't doing their job. Like, let's, let's point out the obvious that attendance always sucks in the wintertime, even though the time change theoretically helps counteract that. Uh, but the, the tide of, like, high-quality educators who are giving their best effort compared to, we'll just simplify and say, shitty teachers, or I should say, shitty effort teachers, whether it's permanent or, or long-term or temporary and short-term, I don't know, whatever. Uh, the tide is for sure turning back because I'm hearing more and more every day from students and staff about rooms becoming a place to just watch movies all day, every day, or a place where you can go instead of going to your class. So even if you're not assigned to movie land A or movie land B, you can just go anyway and they're not going to stop you. And it is discouraging. Like wheels on the bus falling off type shit. I, I literally, I got so frustrated today, by the way, because when you go from a classroom with uh, no structure to suddenly mine with structure, there is always going to be some lag time before things get uh, back under control. Not, not that it's about control, but back under control for lack of a better phrase. Um, and I got so frustrated with redirecting and going back on like our our protocols and procedures and expectations and stuff over and over and over and over and over again and i'm just trying to get through the first five to ten minutes and this is to the point where like i had just talked to them as well about their beginning of year and middle of year star data and what that could mean and what it might you know you know the pros and cons and stuff like that and what that means for us and i can't get through this first you know, five to 10 minutes of like the actual lesson, which I designed to be like a more complicated lift so that we could really work on those reading strategies and stuff. And uh, I got so frustrated. I abandoned direct instruction for that moment. Like, a, you know what? You guys figure it out today. Got it. And guess what? They struggled a shit ton. So it became then the small groups that called me over. Then I did that kind of like direct instruction for them. Because I've never, with like, it's not the majority, I should say that, but it was like almost 50-50 with one group in particular to the point where I was like, first off, what group is this? I have not had this issue at all this year with this type of you know disruption and disorder. It just has not happened. I've had disengagement up the ass, but this is a first for this year and it gave me flashbacks to last year and I used up every ounce of patience in that first, I guess you should say the first five minutes I was talking about the star stuff and then the five to, 50, five to 10 after that. So the first 15 minutes, man, I was in overdrive really testing out my patience. So I gave up on that direct instruction for the first day of a three-day lesson and it shifted to small table groups. And guess what? The ones, the main culprits didn't ask for the help. And guess what? The main culprits also didn't attempt the fucking assignment because they had no clue what the fuck was going on. And that's how that goes for today. That's what happens. That's a nice life lesson for you that they may, may or may not get at some point in their life. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right, so let's jump into something. I would, I would love to say that it's about to be more uplifting, but this is kind of uh, in the same vein. There was uh, an article from CBS News. It's all over, honestly. This happened uh, recently. January 30th is when this article is from says Oklahoma teachers mistakenly got up to $50,000 in bonuses 
Now they have to return the money. It says after awarding them bonuses of between fifteen and $50,000 each last fall, the Oklahoma State Department of Education earlier this month demanded at least nine unintended recipients to return the funds by the end of next month. A total of $185,000 went to teachers who didn't qualify for the program at all, and $105,000 was overpaid to teachers who qualified for a lesser amount, the outlet reported. Whew. So let's just pretend that you're a teacher who got $50,000, which by the way, if it's approximately single digit uh, teachers who this was sent to them by mistake or whatever, it seems like uh, some news companies or the news cycle is making it out to be a bigger, more widespread issue than it is. Uh, let's not talk about how there, in my district, there have been many uh, officials who, who have been uh, arrested or indicted on misappropriation of uh, millions of dollars of funds over the course of long periods of time. But let's just go with this for now, because that's what we're talking about is Oklahoma teacher. I looked this up. The average Oklahoma salary, at least according to ZipRecruiter, so take that you know with grain of salt or a zip of pepper, I don't know, uh, $50,000. That's the approximate. So my thing is, my panic initially was, okay, so they think that these nine people got $50,000 more than they should. Please, 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 can we just be very careful that they are not asking for basically their entire salary? Because with my luck, what they would do is, you know, take my salary and pretend that they thought that they gave me a bonus or whatever. And then they say, pay it back otherwise, you know, or else, whatever. And I would be the one that'd be like, God, you know, the issues I have with technology are never in the FAQ section. They make every tech support person go, huh, that's never happened before. Huh, that's weird. This type of shit would happen. You know? (laughs) So the average Oklahoma salary for a, a, a teacher is 50000 and there's this potential $50,000 bonus thing, which, by the way, get the bag. Uh, I don't even know what this program is, but it makes me very concerned. I love, by the way, too, that when you think about it, for the level of education that some of these teachers have, again, that's an average. That means there are people above and below. Uh, that means there's someone out there with just as much education as me that's only making $50,000, and they're probably thinking in their head, hey, this $50,000 bonus, now I'm getting like what I should be getting. And they just take it away. Like almost immediately, I bet. I'm sure it took months, maybe even years for them to finally pay out the bonuses that they were due, whatever that amount was. But I bet you they asked for it real quick when they realized it needed to be sent back. Kind of like the government takes out your, your income taxes immediately. But when it's time for them to pay you back your tax refund, they take their sweet time. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> so these teachers found out uh, second week of January that they had to pay it back by the end of February. So I really hope, uh, I really hope that they did not go ahead and spend it on too much. It sounds like the person, uh, Christina Stadelman, uh, said that she used the money for several for several home improvement projects and a down payment on a car for her growing family. So that money is gone, kids. So. I guess anytime you get any sort of financial lift from your district, just don't hold your breath. Or maybe do hold your breath, and by the time you run out of oxygen, it'll be rescinded or, or something you know, bad will happen. Um, 
yeah, they're claiming that there's, uh, what is this program? About 500 teachers were recruited to this program. Oh, they're saying that it's $54,000 for the average salary. <sighs> Whatever the program is, I would love it. It's some sort of like audit that they figured out this issue. But like, how do you get up to $50,000 in just a bonus? That's incredible. Even the, what, 18000 was like the average for this, this bonus or whatever. And I realize there's not that many that got it. But what is this program? Granted, this one, I just, it's the first article that I was able to, when I looked it up even further, it seems like for some, it would have been a signing bonus. That's an incredible signing bonus. <laughs> uh, whatever the amount is. I don't know, whatever, it doesn't matter. But they are being asked to pay it back. That's, that's brutal. Hopefully they didn't spend it, spend it all in one place, too much in one place, whatever, whatever the saying is. Um, but yeah, good place to end. So if you got a bonus coming, which uh, saying teacher salary bonus is already in itself sort of an oxymoron. Um, but just be careful, I guess. Don't, don't go ahead and buy a new car. But uh, I want to thank you guys for listening in. Uh, I believe next week we'll be back to our regular scheduled, or sorry, regularly scheduled programming with uh, Peter back on the podcast. Uh, but in the meantime, thanks for sticking it out with me uh, on another solo one. It's been a minute. So, but thank you for listening. Uh, shout out to James Lish, Cindy, Melinda, Leo, Adam, Sabrina, and Leslie. They are, our current, they are our current Patreon members. If you want to go above and beyond support the show, get that podcast merch and that bonus content only available to Patreon members. Just go to patreon.com slash classroom brew. Uh, that should be about it. And until next week, class dismissed. This is Classroom Brew.